everybody. This is Charles with the Barbershop Group Podcast. I'll be your host today. And uh, today we're going to talk to a therapist uh, out of uh, Sherman Oaks, California, about some things uh, that, you know, we probably see discussed in the the news. We probably talk to some of our children about it. Uh, We may talk to some of our our family and and friends and colleagues or coworkers about it, but I don't know if we're really having a, a thorough conversation. Uh, and then, of course, there are some of us guys who we're not talking about it at all. In fact, we are probably making fun of this particular issue. So today uh, we're going to uh, have a thorough conversation about this particular topic. You know, sometimes, guys, I share different aspects of my life with you. Uh, I, I think that, you know, there there's a lot to be said for making uh, ourselves relatable uh, to the listeners. And one of the things that I am currently writing about for my book uh, is uh, something that happened to me when I was a child, and that was uh, being bullied, being emotionally bullied. I, I in addition to being sexually molested, um, you know, it, it just, yeah, as things go, some of the individuals who, who did that, they were some of the same people who were uh, heavily engaged in the bullying uh, but at the time, you know, at my age, it wasn't considered bullying. It was just kind of like, you know, you being taught to be a tough boy. And uh, now we know that something's wrong with that thinking. But that's the way I was raised. And uh, that bullying really, really did a lot to um, to implant some bad messaging to me. Did a, did a lot to just make me feel like I was unworthy. And, uh, you know, I struggled with that for a long period of time. It just, it kept me from getting to know my, my inner self. And even if I did, you know, uh, get, get closer to who I was or tried to feel comfortable with who I was as a, as a person, I always had questions in the back of my mind. And so that made me hide who I was. So uh, today we're going to talk to Natalie Jambizian out of Sherman Oaks, California. She's a licensed marriage and family therapist and a certified anger management specialist, again, in Sherman Oaks, California, and she works in private practice out there. No, she works with um, individuals, families, children, teens, and adults, um, you know, on relationship issues, divorce, anger management, anxiety, depression, trauma, and uh, the impact of bullying, and that's really what we're going to spend some time talking to Natalie about uh, today. Natalie, are you there? How are you? I'm here. Good, good. Thank you for having me, Charles. I appreciate you sharing your story and bringing awareness to your community. I think it's so important. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you for spending some time with us. You know, uh, again, like I said, I, I, I have to weigh how much information I share uh, with individuals sometimes because I I think that um, it can be a little bit scary, especially for maybe some guys who have never done anything like that before. They're not, they're not used to having that, intimate conversation with individuals, right? Uh, Vulnerability is really difficult. So it's difficult for a typical person. It's difficult for a male. It's difficult for a female. So I can understand that. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. You know, so that's one of the things that we try to just encourage you guys to, to, uh, to do is to take those, those baby steps and share a little bit more of ourselves and then, you know, sit with those feelings and, and have conversations and then share a little bit more of ourselves and and sit with those feelings and have conversations, do some work, you know, Uh, and we find that over time we tend to get better. So Natalie, um, you know, we want to talk about bullying today. Mm-hmm. 
You know, as you, you heard me say, I had an experience and I'm not alone. I'm, yeah. I'm definitely not alone. You're definitely not alone because I too was bullied when I was younger. And so I think that's why I have such a passion to bring awareness and provide education to people all over the world because I know how that feels. And it's yeah. different when you're the victim and how right. much, you know, emotional, um, how much it hurts emotionally and mm -hmm. it can take you throughout your years in adult life and can affect you as an adult with your relationships, um, with your peers around you. Right. Right. Yeah. And a lot of, a lot of people and there's so many people up until I would say maybe I'll give it maybe five years, 10 years, if we're going to stretch it, you know, mm -hmm. before that people weren't really talking about the impact of bullying. You see, no, because there was still the shame attached to it. There's that yeah. guilt attached to it, right? Very much so. Very much. Issue. So, so like, you know, I, I guess today and where we are, um, obviously there's this um, there's this concern for for the impact of bullying on on children, and I, I really want to just I want to spend a few minutes with that before we move on. Uh, because I just, I feel like uh, guys, particularly, we don't have conversations about children enough, whether we are fathers or uncles or, you know, stepfathers or what have you. I, I just feel like we men don't really have that type of conversation, you see. Mm -hmm. and, and so my first question to you is, is just like, you know, why are we men? Why does it feel like we men are so silent when it comes to uh, uh, childhood bullying? And and, in, and I, I don't, I'm not even talking about where we experience it. Why are we so silent when we see or hear about other children experiencing it? Mm -hmm. Well, of course, there's a difference between, you know, how males express their emotions and how females express their emotions. So we're taking it back. Um, I'm a psychodynamic therapist, which means that I like to take it back to childhood. I really do believe there's so many um, triggers that we have that impact us currently in our lives, right? So we were, you know, raised, I have this conversation with my colleagues too. We were raised um, as women to play girls to play with Barbies and, and males to play with GI Joe. Right. Yep. And yep. there was nothing to, there was no getting around it. You had to play, if you're a male, you had to play with that. And so, and you had to be a certain way, right? You were supposed to be masculine. Girls are supposed to be feminine. So I think that because it kind of goes back to the older generations of this is how you were supposed to be, Males grew up, and I have this a lot as an anger management facilitator and, and counselor. I, I have this conversation a lot with my male. Most of my clients are male. So yeah. I have this conversation, and a lot of my clients say, well, there was a lot of pressure to be a male, right? Mm -hmm. And there was a lot of pressure as a male to, in society, when, when they were younger, to fight if somebody right. would step up, right? You right. had to, yeah. because if you back down, then your ego will go down, uh, your parents will see you in a different way. And yep. you want to uh, have approval by your parents when you were younger. That right. was so important, yep. right? Yep. To make sure that, you know, my parents loved me. So I had to, you know, fight back because this is what they taught me to do that. Yep. I couldn't back down. Yeah, so, 
so there was so much pressure for males. And I think that um, growing up, mostly the people who became bullies are the ones who were bullied when they were younger. Either yeah. they were bullied or they had, you know, physical aggression at home, whether there was um, domestic violence between their parents, whether they were getting spanked at home continuously, and they would, you know, they would transfer those emotions onto um, the school, onto the playground, because right. they needed power and control. They didn't have control at home. You see, see. So they yeah. had yeah. to take control at school. Okay. And believe it or not, even the bully was going through their own uh, dark moments. I see. Yeah. Okay. So you started talking about like the profile of the bully. So, so could you just maybe give us, you know, four or five bullet points uh, that kind of, you know, comprise the profile of a bully? So as I mentioned before, uh, a bully loves power and control. They like to intimidate someone um, so that they feel better about themselves, right? And they have aggressive behavior. And it typically starts when they were, they're younger. So pushing kids around, um, you know, um, verbally and physically hurting them. And you're probably the kid who steals lunch money and, and make somebody else do their homework just to okay. intimidate them so that they wow. don't get hurt. I see. Okay. Yeah, that's, that's interesting. So that's, that's an easy, that's, I, I think if a lot of guys rewind and go back to their childhood, uh, they'll, they'll be able to identify a lot of guys and girls who were probably like that. Right? Um, when I was working in a residential, treatment facility I remember one particular guy who was tried to bully everybody he tried to bully everybody um, and you know he would he would bully staff he would bully the kids just he would bully the cafeteria workers and as we started to get into his history a little more we found where he was just, he was physically and emotionally abused by mom, by dad, by stepdad, by uncle. I mean, this kid was just getting pummeled uh, in his home. But the other, the other children who were there, see, they didn't know that stuff. They didn't have that information, right? right. So they're just walking around just scared to death of this huge kid. And it's like, wow, you know, he's just, you know, acting out huge levels of, uh, of emotional and physical pain. Um, so, I mean, he had the bully profile. Uh, yeah. but, but so, so causal factors, you're talking about coming from a place where people are, are they've been bullied, they've been abused, mm -hmm. you know, uh, but, but what else is there? What else contributes to that, to that, that profile? Is there anything else there? You know, from, from what I remember and, and the research that I have um, come across is that the bully is, I mean, they intentionally harm someone because they want to feel good in themselves. You know, we right. talk about the victims of a bully, but we don't realize that we can stop the person to, you know, work through their issues from the beginning. You know, okay. there's all okay. the stigma attached in mental health, right? Yeah. So the yeah. reason why we don't stop the bully is because again I think it's silent right so mm -hmm. we have to help the person who is getting bullied 
But yeah. what about the person who is bullied? If we stop it from the beginning, then they're not going to bully others. Yeah. And they're not, yeah. they're, we're, not, we're gonna have less people being the victims of a bully. So yeah. it really goes down to, like you said, when you look at the bully, they don't do it because they want to. They do it because of the power and the control that feels good because they don't have that at home. Yeah. Right. Okay. So instead okay. of like truly find like having their parents find help for this person, they mm. might even encourage it. So the bully yeah. can't back down, right? Because the parents might encourage the aggression in school. Well, mm. hit that child. You can't. You you know you have to uh, take that kid's money or you know. So unfortunately, we don't realize that we haven't. You know, we really have to start from the bully to help them emotionally. Yeah. So, so you're, uh, you know, you're, you're a certified anger management specialist. So let's talk a little bit about the correlation between bullying and, and anger. Cause I mean, you know, we both have, have just said, Hey, look, this guy was abused at home. You know, maybe he was neglected, he was bullied, things like that. But how does anger correlate? Um, I don't know if there's like too much of a correlation between the two, but, um, anger is a normal feeling. So I, t I, I tell my clients anger is a normal feeling. It's a secondary emotion. The primary emotion that you feel before anger is emotions such as shame, guilt, embarrassment feelings right. of loneliness feelings of grief that causes wow. somebody to feel anger and okay. what happens with anger is that there's aggression so if anger goes from zero to a hundred it might yep. cause aggression and what the aggression is is the behavior so so it's yelling kicking screaming punching walls hitting people mm. so the way it's correlated is through the aggression Okay. Okay. So let me, I, I just, I have to interrupt you for a moment because that's, that's like, that's a really big deal. You know, mm -hmm. talking to guys, you just said something that's huge for us. You said that anger is a secondary emotion. So what comes before anger again? It's the feelings of shame, guilt, okay. feelings of frustration as well. Um, embarrassment. Yeah. So pain. we're not just walking around happy, sad, mad, glad. There are no. other things going on with us. There's so many things going on. And when I talk to my clients about, well, what did you feel before anger? And they stop and they think, well, I think I, my ego was hurt. So I felt mm -hmm. like I had to, you know, yell or I had to be heard. So I had to yell. And most of my okay. clients, I mean, majority of the clients and even in anger, anger is a learned behavior, yeah. right? Bullying yep. can be a learned behavior too. If okay. your father was a bully, if your mom was a bully, that could be learned. And, and not to blame parents, but they learned it from somewhere else too, right? They learned yep. it elsewhere. Yep. So, yep. so the, the kid that grows up in a household that thinks bullying is normal and it's the norm, they might yep. use that at school. Hmm. I got you. Wow. Yeah. Now that's a, that's a, that's a big deal. Um, and again, it's, it's just really trying to get uh, guys to wake up and realize that we are a lot more complicated emotionally than what we like to, to give off. Uh, yeah. To, you, know, yeah. You, know, you know, yeah, it's just like you don't just wake up and, and, and be angry. There's a lot of other stuff going on. Mm -hmm. um, so what are some of the uh, risk factors associated with, with, um, with being bullied? Oh my gosh, there's so many. The person who is getting bullied is the one who's usually the passive person, right? Okay. So mm -hmm. a bully, the typical bully that we describe is very aggressive, right? And they're usually bigger in size. 
Okay. And so when they're bigger in size, they like to bully the ones that are, you know, smaller in size because mm -hmm. they have that power. And if there's gotcha. somebody bigger than them, they're, they'll be more afraid, right? Yeah. Yeah. And so the bully is, they bully the ones that are more passive. So the one who is like, give me your homework and they give the homework or give me your money and the kid gives the money, right? Because yeah. Yeah. they're afraid, they're passive. Okay. They don't say, you know, they can't stand up for themselves. They haven't, you, that's a skill that you learn growing up. You know, that we talk about communication styles. There's passive, there's passive aggressive, there's aggressive and there's assertive. And we all want to get to the part, the part of assertive communication where we're able to tell somebody and um, not feel manipulated by that person and not feel coerced to do something that we don't want to do. So, so that's a part of, I, I guess, when you talk about being able to, 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 to identify communication styles, I, I guess that's part of gaining awareness for the bully then. Um, but you, maybe once they realize what they're doing, um, like what are some of the processes uh, to to kind of uh, just just wake up to that, you know, maybe step one, step two. What are what are some of the first things that you will will talk to uh, someone who is a bully uh, about? How would you approach this initially? I would go straight to the parents. Yeah, <laughs> because yeah. that's where it starts. That that's where it starts. I would go straight to the parents. What's going on? How do you guys get along? How do you discipline your child? Do you guys? Uh, spend time together, right? Mm. Because the bully is the one who's seeking attention elsewhere. Yep. Um, and, and they're using, they're trying, they're like throwing a tantrum by bullying someone, but no one's noticing the bully. They're noticing the person who's getting bullied because yeah. they're the ones who have, you know, they're the ones who are become uh, emotionally unstable. They're the ones already depressed. So the bully mm. actually feeds off of that. I see another see. risk factor, right? They're the ones who have little friends, like few friends. They're the ones who are not popular. And I go straight to the parents. What's going on, right? Yeah. The kid yeah. is acting this way because seeking attention elsewhere. A bully doesn't wake up and say, hey, I'm going to bully because I want to. Right. You know, they're not like, right. I'm going to wake up today and I'm going to bully because that's, you know, this is what life goal is, right? But yeah. Right, right. Unfortunately, if you don't seek help through a therapist, mm -hmm. it doesn't really get better. You know, a lot right, of my right. clients that are adults now, they look back and they're like, yeah, I admit I bullied and it's awful feeling. Yeah. 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 It's just funny that you, that you mentioned that, uh, what I'm, what I'm thinking about now is we kind of turn our attention from from children to adults is uh there was an ex-football player mm -hmm. and i can't remember his name offhand there was an ex-football player he was playing for the miami dolphins and this stuff is really fairly brief um he um he was playing for the miami dolphins and i think that while he was playing for the miami dolphins some other guys who he played in high school and or in college with joined the miami dolphins team and they were uh, bullying him. They bullied him in high school and college. And, you know, this kind of uh, spilled over into their professional careers as football players. And maybe back in, I want to say, December or January, he made some threats uh, to these guys. Um, he got caught with a weapon and uh, he was arrested and he had to go through a psychological evaluation. 
And the NFL had actually had him on record talking about the bullying that he experienced in the locker room with these players. Uh, they had done their own investigations. And in fact, they had uh, handed out some type of sanction to one or both of those other players. However, uh, even after that, he was so uh, uh, traumatized by what he experienced that he continued to lash out at those other players. And that got him into some trouble with the law. I don't know if you're familiar with that. Uh, no, I haven't heard of that. Yeah, yeah. This is, uh, I want to say this happened in around uh, maybe January, sometime like that. So it's a, it was a thing that I kind of kept my eye on. Mm-hmm. Um, because now you're talking about professional athletes, adults, making millions of dollars. And here it is, you know, you've got this guy saying, hey, look, you know what? They treated me so badly that I'm going to go get some payback now. Even as an adult, I'm going to go get payback. And um, that was just a lot of people in sports, guys, football fans, they haven't even really talked about it at all. (laughs) And And I think it's probably because we don't know how to talk about it. You know, well, you're um, not supposed to, right? You were raised not supposed to, yeah. not supposed to <laughs> talk about if you're sad, if you're angry, um, you know, or talk about what hurt you. Yeah. You're supposed yeah. to get over it. Right, right. And, that, and that's that's what I heard a lot of my colleagues say was, hey, dude, he was an NFL football player making millions of dollars. Why couldn't he just get over this? You know, why get caught with a weapon and make these, I think he made some, they accused him of making uh, what were called terroristic threats yeah. against uh, these two uh, football players. And, you know, I just had to say, you don't know what psychological impact, um, you know, this guy suffered as a result. I don't think that money uh, uh, makes amends for us psychologically. I don't really don't think it does when we've experienced yeah. that But talking about adults, you know, um, I'm particularly uh, curious about adult bullying, all right? And what are some of the differences between adult bullying and harassment, abuse? Just like, what are we looking at here? How would you define this for us? Well, let's start talking about adult bullying and then and then go towards harassment, right? So there's different types of adult bullying. And um, it's not like, you know, uh, when you're younger, you're pushing somebody and trying to get their money, right? And they're, you know, trying to um, get your homework done. Adult bullying is, there's one that's called narcissistic bullying, right? So, and and, and I think that, and I'm very passionate about that subject too, because it has so much um, emotional pain attached to it that... It makes the uh, the other partner exhausted, right? So what narcissistic uh, adult bully is that the the bully has no empathy, and when they don't have empathy, they don't understand any anyone's perspective but themselves. Okay, gotcha. yeah. it's all about them. It's all about them. Yep, their self esteem is you know uh, really high, and unfortunately, they have really low self esteem inside. They just don't admit it. I see. A bully wow. is the one who has the least self-esteem compared to the their victims, right? Wow. And like okay. you know, even um, like bullies who have anger issues, and I what I mean by anger issues that they're very aggressive. So because of their built, 
because they're bigger, they yeah. like to intimidate, right? Yeah. Others. So adult bullying, such as, you know, I see this a lot and, um, you know, there's somebody at work where, um, where they tried to, they were working together, two people were working together and one of them was, um, trying to get his way because he was narcissist and he thinks he, he, you know, no one, he, he thinks that he wasn't going to get fired and he would write notes. He would leave notes like, like on the, per the other person's chair every day. Wow. He thought it was a joke, but, it, really? but he didn't realize how he was, a, he was still bullying as an adult, but he was bullying when he was younger too. Okay. So it's not just physical uh, bullying, but there's emotional uh, uh, bullying, right? Okay. So yeah. leaving notes, yeah. telling, you know, putting name calling. I think there's a uh -huh. lot of name calling nowadays. And there's yes. cyberbullying. You know, as adults, adults are using uh, social media nowadays. <laughs> right. Right? Yeah. Right? right. I mean, kids yeah. are using social media, but really it's adults are getting harassed and bullied. And by harassment is it's really about putting somebody down also based on race, culture, gender, right? Yeah. So yeah. you can harass someone by putting them down based on that. And yeah. when you do it repetitively, mm -hmm. that's what bullying, that's when bullying gets really, really tough because then the person who is bullied, they feel like that's how they are, right? Yes. Yeah. Some, even as a narcissist adult, if you tell somebody, you know, you're ugly every day, 365 days, even if you're not, you're going to think you're ugly. Right. right? right. And, yeah. I, and we're all beautiful in our ways. But if somebody tells you otherwise, your brain is going to wire itself to feel like, or to think like, maybe, yeah, I am like that. Or maybe yeah. something's wrong with me. Mm, that's something, man. It's, it's so crazy. You mentioned that story about the guy putting the sticky notes on the chairs and whatnot at work. Yeah. Um, yeah, wow. Cause I, you know, 45 years old. 45 years old. And, and there's, there are probably so many, I can, you know, I, when I was working, um, working in a different, different capacity, uh, I can just recall so many, um, scenarios where something that looked like it was just, Hey, we've got to get this done. It was probably a little bit of bullying involved in that, you know? Um, and I just think that you, because, because it's, it's just the way we do things. And that's, that's one of the, the things that I remember a lot of times when it came to, uh, kids and parents talking about bullying is they would just say, well, that's just the way it is. So that's just yeah. how we are. And I'm like, yeah, no, no. Kids are kids, right? <laughs> kids are kids. Yeah. So, um, you mentioned bullying and social media and the guys know that I'm huge on this, um, I always, I always say that I am a, uh, I'm, I have a Zen kind of mind when it comes to, to living and letting people live. Um, I, I believe that we don't have to adopt everything and we don't have to, um, to enforce everything either. Right. We don't, we don't have to interact that way. But as I look out on social media, I see, uh, what I say is bullying and in, in, in certain ways, you know, people who they have different perspectives so they they label someone else or they start name calling uh people yeah. uh, or they 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 start doing character assassin you know assassination and stuff like that yeah. and character yeah. assassination to me i would say that's part of bullying um all because we don't share you know similar perspectives 
Um, but you see it, you see it happening a lot, even with uh, adults. I mean, and I hate to, I hate to, uh, to, to mention it this way, but I think even when you consider uh, the way that we do politics in America, right? And I'm sure that it's this way in some other countries as well, but the way we do politics in America or, or today, um, where you have individuals name calling each other, um, you know, and, and just not being gentlemanly uh, about things and not being uh, uh, very, uh, very ethical with regard to their language. Uh, those are forms of bullying. And a lot of people don't don't think so. They say, well, oh, this or that person is just they're just telling it like it is. And that's an easy way to mask bullying, in my opinion. Um, but, you know, I remember a case where um, I was working with some individuals and we actually had to terminate someone for bullying another individual. And these were both adults. We had to terminate someone for bullying another individual online. And it wasn't done on company time, but because it went public, you know, it got out there uh, and they brought it back to work, we had to terminate that person. So I think that workplace bullying is something that, um, that a lot of people are really just kind of starting to wrap their heads around. If you don't work in human resources or something like that, you probably never hear of it. You don't even think about it that way. Yeah. But, but that's what it is. But now we talked about workplace, workplace bullying, but I also want to talk about like interpersonal relationships and guys. Mm-hmm. You know, like how does adult bullying impact relationships for us? Well, there's a couple of things that, I mean, what comes to mind is, um, are you talking about um, adult bullying uh, that they bully within their relationship or um, how, when they bully outside their relationship and it impacts their intimate relationship? Within, within their relationship. Okay. Yes. So it goes back to the narcissism, right? <laughs> and believe it or not, it's, it's a form of adult bully. And yeah. what happens is there's the passive person, right? Who doesn't really say much. And then there's the aggressive person who may be more, um, you know, outspoken. Um, but really what happens is, is that when there's someone, it, I think it goes back to attachment style, right? So if someone is more um, avoidant attachment and someone's more anxious attachment, it really clashes because mm-hmm. one person is anxious about their relationship. Like, where are you going? What are you doing? Uh, Who are you calling? Are you cheating on me? Right. And the other one's like, I don't want to talk. I don't want to talk. Right. So you're the issue. I don't want to talk. You're crazy. Right. There's also the extreme where one person is a narcissist. And what it is, is they get, they receive gratification by putting the other person down. So what they do is put their significant other down. If say their significant other says, you know, I feel like you've, I feel hurt when you call me names. Well, the other person's going to say, I'm not calling you names. That's not what okay. I'm doing. Okay. Right. Uh-huh. So, and yep. then, so, kind so they of try like, to make the other person sound crazy. Then, yes, huh? exactly. <laughs> and when it happens repetitively, it, it, it happens through manipulation. They okay. manipulate the other person to be a certain way right? You did this wrong. You did that wrong. Why aren't you doing it this way? And the other person is going to feel, wow, maybe there's something wrong with me, but there's nothing Mm. wrong with that person. 
right? Yeah. It's because they're right. feeling manipulated. And believe it or not, manipulation is a form of bullying. And when it's done well, it really destroys the other person. Wow. And you know, I have to tell you, Natalie, in, in dealing with men, you know, that's one of the main, uh, gosh, I guess I'll use the word complaint. That's one of the main complaints that guys have about their heteronormative relationships with women mm-hmm. is that they, they, they quietly feel um, uh, or reveal that they're being manipulated, that they're being bullied, you know? Um, and so they just, they, they, they take it and um, they try to, to swallow their pride with it. Um, they have different ways of masking it. And this is something that a lot of guys, like I said, they'll, they'll talk to certain types of men about it, but for the most part, it's just people would be surprised how many men are like, hey, this is what's happening in my relationship, but I really don't want anybody to know. I mean, it's extremely hurtful and embarrassing to come out with that type of information. But this is something that a lot of men talk about. Um, yeah, it's just, it's every day I'm shocked by the number of, of men who are expressing um, these feelings. I, I you know, sometimes I talk about a, a good friend of mine who uh, lost his life uh, to heroin. Mm-hmm. And one of the things that he used to always talk to me about was feeling like he had no control in his relationship. He felt like, um, you know, uh, his, his, his wife at the time just, you know, was just running right over him. And he felt like he could do nothing to, um, to solve the situation. It was a horrible, horrible thing to watch him go through. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and now years later to have other people talk about it this way, it's like, you know what, maybe we need to go back and have some serious conversations. So one of the other things that I, that I think about when we're talking about adult males who are, who are bullying, I, I guess you mentioned harassment. So, so what are some, some of the differences between uh, the bullying and, and harassment uh, that we may be unclear about? Like, um, well, you know, again, as we described it before, bullying and, uh, and harassment are used interchangeably. So they're very similar in that sense that the person likes power and control. Uh, they, they, um, they try to hurt someone um, physically and emotionally. Um, and they like the, um, and they like their targets. Like they target someone and they go for it. Right. But yeah. with harassment, um, it's more, it's, it's described more within the classes. So race, color, religion, sex, okay. age, disability, right. Mm-hmm. Because okay. they can harass like a majority. Um, I don't have the percentage with me, but when I did as, uh, when I did a speech on the effects of bullying, um, a lot of the percentage of the ones who were getting bullied had disability. So if they had autism, yeah. Um, Mm -hmm. when they were on, on the spectrum, they were getting bullied a lot growing up. Okay. I see. Yeah. That's, that's definitely interesting, man. Wow. That's it. And again, like I said, we, we typically only hear this type of, uh, topic brought up when, uh, it's a, there, there's been like a mass shooting and then they start to uncover, uh, different aspects of the individual's life, right? And um, most of them were bullied. Most of them were bullied, yeah, yeah. And I think it's unfortunate that it takes something like a mass shooting for regular, everyday, you know, uh, you know, guys next door to start to 
ask some questions, but it's like we have, we, we, we're, we're concerned about it as soon as it happens. And then we go back to regular life. So now, you know, the, the question that I have and we'll wrap up the question I have for you, uh, for the guys next door is just generally, you know, you're talking to a lot of men right now. What can we do to help address bullying in our culture? First, uh, first and foremost is admitting to it, right? Mm -hmm. So you can't really change someone's behavior or you can't change a behavior within yourself if you don't, if you don't admit that there's something wrong with you, right? Yeah. So if you are the person who is the bully, you won't see it unless if, you know, unless if you decide that you need to make that change. I see. But in order to help people around you is educate yourself. I think the power of education is so real. And, you know, maybe life works in mysterious ways where we're supposed to learn through our bad experiences. And that's kind of how it is, right? We learn through, we grow up. And a lot of, you know, look, a lot of adults, yes, they do bully. A lot of my clients that who have bullied, they feel really bad about it. And we process it. And, we, you know, we, we go through the forgiveness um, aspect where, you know, we, we learn to forgive and let go. Yeah. But in our society, I think education is very key and self-awareness and realizing that whether you're male or female, that, you know, I think we have the power to change um, the world, to change our society one step at a time. And there's no shame in yep. telling a therapist, this is how you feel. You know, I think that this shame and stigma is still there for males to, you know, come to therapy and say, you know, I do have an issue. It's not just you, it's us, right? Right. So it's just about educating yourself, listening to these podcasts and realizing that, you know, it's okay to seek help. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. Well, guys, you know, you, you heard it. I mean, if it's, it's, if it's us and we are doing it, then we need to admit it, but we also need to admit that it's just, it's happening in our society and that it's a problem. And, uh, you know, we, uh, we should be able to stand up uh, with, uh, with children and with women and, and, and talk about these things and address them, deal with them. Uh, because it could be, you know, one of our children, it could be a, a nephew, a niece, anybody. Yeah. Um, and so it's something that we really need to consider. So guys, you all have been listening to Natalie Jambezian, okay, uh, psychotherapist out of Sherman Oaks, California. And we've been talking about the impacts of bullying today. Um, you know, Natalie is, uh, is in Sherman Oaks, California. She has a private practice out there and she works with families, individuals, children, teens, and adults on uh, relationship issues, divorce, anger depression, trauma, and, and bullying. These are big deals. She's also worked with uh, some celebrity clientele as well. So uh, she's, got, she's got some reach out there, guys. Uh, you may want to get in touch with her. Um, and one of the things that I really, really um, enjoy about her work is that she does a lot to help men kind of, you know, undress anger. And you heard us talking about some of the feelings and some of the emotions that occur before we get to uh, the angry uh, part of us. We aren't just walking around being angry all day. You know, if you want to um, to see more information or, or get more information about Natalie, uh, you can visit her, her website at www.therapywithnatalie.org 
or you can call 818-334-8786. You can also follow Natalie on Instagram at Natalie underscore therapy. Uh, she puts a lot of great, uh, great information out there. And sometimes um, our social media um, manager tries to share as much as he can. Um, and it's just, it's really good to know that people are concerned about your well-being and uh, they want to see you get better. So Natalie, we do thank you for spending some time with us. Thank you uh, for having me, Charles. Yeah, spending time with it's us today, guys. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. You know, if you all um, enjoyed what you heard today, you can go to www.patreon.com backslash the barbershop group and make a contribution today. We always appreciate it. And uh, we like to be able to shout out our fans and our listeners. And, uh, you know, we just kind of keep the uh, keep the show going. We've got a lot of interesting things coming up uh, for you guys. We are currently working on a, uh, on a web talk show. In addition to adding our nightly radio uh, talk show where you guys will be able to call in and talk to a uh, talk to a psychologist. So please, uh, by all means, keep supporting us. We really appreciate it. Well, guys, that's all that we have uh, for you today. And uh, we hope that you all will continue to have a great weekend. Talk to you soon. The Barbershop Group provides safe spaces for men to discuss issues of well-being and mental health. The Barbershop Group also serves as a resource to the community, providing consultations and public speakers through partnerships with attorneys, mental health professionals, family agencies, religious institutions, and other advocates. In the near future, the Barbershop Group seeks to renovate dilapidated residential and commercial properties in urban areas to create respite shelters for displaced men. We will also host mentorship retreats and workshops for young men and adults to foster growth through our Iron Sharpening Iron and our Rebuilding Men programs. In addition, we host a weekly podcast covering issues of mental health, homelessness, financial literacy, education, and leadership. If you would like to be a guest on our show, please email us at info at thebarbershopgroup.org. Visit our Facebook page or call 313-585-9948 for more information. For better birthday parties, graduation parties, and after parties. For better Sunday afternoons, Friday night dinners, and hey guys, what's for dinner? For game watching, channel surfing, and social feed scrolling. For better nights in with the girls, afternoons with the boys, and those mornings where you open the fridge and remember you have two more slices, which makes everything better. Better ingredients, better pizza, Papa John's. Get the great value of two medium, one-topping pizzas for just six bucks each when you buy two. At participating U.S. stores, taxes and delivery fee extra.